Hello, and it's almost here. The first match of the Desert Vipers 2024 DP World ILT20 campaign is almost upon us. As we record this podcast, all the preparations are finished, and now it's just a case of one more sleep until the players head out to face the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders at the Dubai International Stadium. So, with that first match so close, who better to speak with than Desert Vipers captain Colin Munro, who previews the game for us. We spoke with Colin after the squad's final practice session at the ICC Academy in Dubai Sports City and we discussed a variety of topics including the arrival of Sri Lanka duo Matisha Patirana and Wanindu Hasaranga with the pair flying in in time for the final training session ahead of the side's tournament opener, the possible opening batting combinations that the Vipers have, the chance for 18-year-old wicketkeeper Tanish Suri will make his Vipers debut behind the stumps in the absence of Azam Khan and Dinesh Chandimal, and the prospect of coming up against a Knight Riders lineup, including Sonny on the Rhine, Andre Russell, and David Willey. All that and plenty more besides is in our interview with Colin, and it's coming up shortly. But before we hear from the captain, a reminder as ever. The tickets are on sale for all Vipers matches this season, starting with the opener against the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders. You can get hold of your tickets through the league's website, ilt20.ae, or at any Virgin Megastore in the UAE. Now, let's hear from Colin. Colin, thanks very much for uh, being with us, and... What's your emotion like at this stage heading into the match? I think a bit of nerves, a bit of anxiety, a little bit of excitement, a bit of everything really. Um, you know, we had a good tournament last year, but like I said to the boys and the management have said that that was last year. Um, this is a new new team. Um, obviously, we've got the core together, but yeah, I think there's a lot of excitement around the group to get going tomorrow. Matisha Patirana and Wanindu Hasaranga have arrived in overnight. What's their status? Are they going to be able to be considered for match one? Yeah, I think so. That's what we've been told. Um, NOC-wise, that they're available from game one. So, yeah, obviously two world-class players that come into our squad. Um, always exciting to see familiar faces around the group too. And, um, you know, Hasaranga's experience and obviously now he's captain of Sri Lanka. Um, someone that I can bounce ideas off to when I'm on the field. And what a run of form he's, he's in. He's come back into the side after a long-term injury. And, uh, well, he's hit the ground running for Sri Lanka, hasn't he? I think he got seven for 19 in a match against uh, Zimbabwe last week. So he's chock full of confidence. Yeah, he is. I faced him in the nets today as well, and um, he's bowling really well. And so, yeah, that, that bodes well for us uh, in this tournament. Um, and, yeah, I think he'll just want to kick, kick off where he left off last year. He was one of our best bowlers. So for him to come back into the squad and be available for game one is a big boost for us. And do you see more of a role for Matisha this season? He was a little bit of a, a fringe player in season one, but he, of course, lacked a lot of experience. And Gus Atkinson was the man who made big waves with the ball on that occasion. Yeah. In Gus's absence, can you see Matisha playing more of a role? We'll have to just wait and see, I think, because we've got such world-class bowlers in our lineup. He is obviously world-class, um, but you know sometimes it doesn't always go best player 
you know, and, and his skill set makes makes the best team. It's it's obviously now with the with the super sub coming in and and that sort sort of thing is a role for maybe him to come in and, and use him as a specialist death bowler. But you know, we've got such squad depth that we've got guys that can bowl with the with the new ball in the middle and at the back end too. So yeah, we're just going to have to play it by ear, and it could be sort of a matchup versus a different team, and also. Some of our bowlers, you know, when we've got six games in nine days, might need to have a bit of a rest too. So having that squad depth in that middle of the tournament is going to be key. Talk to us about the super sub. You've you've had your briefings. So's James Foster, the head coach from uh, all the match officials. Have you played with this sort of situation before? Are you fully conversant with what it involves? Uh, not really. It's a little bit confusing, to be honest. And I think the umpires even said in our meeting, in our brief, that, you know, we need to be open with them and they're going to be open with us about the communication because it's still quite new for some of them that haven't been at the RPL where it's been played before. So for us, it's just trying to make sure that, you know, we know the rules around it when we can use that super sub and when we can't. And, um, you know, they've been pretty pretty upfront with us, giving us all the rules. So it's up to us to use it um, when, we, when we need to. And, um, yeah, with, we'll just soon find out whether whether it's a, it's a great idea or not. It sort of takes the... The all-rounder out of cricket, I think, um, which probably, you know, with us losing Tom Curran, probably plays into our hands a little bit too. Um, you know, you can't replace a world-class all-rounder like TC um, so early. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, one that, you know, ask me halfway through or the end of the tournament and I'll have some, some you know, better answers for you. And what about the opening uh, situation, uh, Colin? You, of course, were opening at Brisbane Heat in the, the recent BBL. Alex Hales and Rowan Mustafa, who did the job so well for the Vipers last season, are back as well. And Dan Lawrence, he's been opening for the Melbourne Stars in, in the BBL, and, and he likes batting in the top three as well. You've got a real log jam there, haven't you? Yeah, we do. And it's sometimes the makeup of the team and how, how to fit the, the best two UAE players in the squad or where, where can you fit them in. So um, for game one, at least, we, we've got a, a set top four that we're going to go with. Um, I'd love to let you know a little bit more, but uh, we'll wait and see at, at the title when the game uh, commences tomorrow night. You mentioned UAE players there. Now, there's one UAE player in particular who's uh, going to be very, very excited at the moment, and that's Tanish Suri, who, of course, has only been in the squad for, uh, for a week. And now, as an 18-year-old, he made his international debut at the back end of last year for the UAE against Afghanistan. And here he is. He's going to be getting a gig in uh, the opening match of DP World ILT20. Yeah, and I think if you if you ask him, he's he's probably obviously a bit nervous, but pre- pleasantly surprised too because we were expecting um, to have Chandamel here. Unfortunately, with the way things have gone, he's he's not available for game one. So, you know, Tanish gets an opportunity, and it's exciting for him, exciting for any young player um, to play in a league such as this. Um, and to gain experience playing, you know, he's going to gain so much experience by just keeping to a Hasaranga, Mohamed Amir, all those sorts of players too. So, you know, when, when you look at it like that, you go, you know, this is this is a great opportunity for a youngster to come in and, and you know, pretty unheard of, to be honest. He's played a couple of games here and there, but, you know, for him to come and step into this environment, um, he's taken it with a stride. He did really well in the last, in our little warm-up game too. Um, so hopefully his form can continue. I was going to say in the warm-up game, he looked as though he had lovely hands, good foot movement as well behind the stumps, and he got a few runs at the back end of the innings as well. Yeah, he's, I think he's probably a number four batter usually. Uh, we might not use him in that role in this team, but you know he's got different different skill sets too that can 
um, be used utilised down at number seven or eight, where he he probably get an opportunity. So, yeah, for us, you know, it's exciting for him to 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 get a chance for sure. You mentioned uh, Chandamal not being here at the start of the tournament. There's the absence of uh, your Pakistan international stars as well at the beginning. Lots of comings and goings too. How are you going to deal with all that? Yeah, you know, to be honest, it's going to be a little bit disruptive, but I think we're not the only team in that boat with, you know, players coming and going. Um, I think that's the nature of the beast now in, in franchise cricket where you get guys, you know, the best players for a short period of time. You don't always get them available for the whole game, for the whole tournament and, and that's just life and the fact of, um, you know, the facts of T20 cricket the, these days. So, you know, it's about, I said to the boys the other day, it's about trying to create an environment where people feel valued. You know, we're not, they're not always going to be playing, but if they can put into the, into the team pot, say, um, and make sure that the environment's good, you know, it, it allows those guys that are coming in for maybe three or four games to just go, well, this is a pretty good setup. You know, I'm going to buy into what, what's going on here, give my best, and then, you know, get on a plane and hopefully I've done my job for the team. And, and that's all I can ask as a captain and I think as a franchise, if people are coming in, putting into the group, um, you know, performances might not always go their way, but if they can add some value into the group, whether it be on and off the field, that's all we can ask for. Yeah, you mentioned the, the fact that the squad is chock full of, of star names and quite a few of those star names are going to have to sit out matches. How will you deal with that as captain? I just think being brutally honest with the guys, um, there's going to be a lot of upset guys and I expect that. Um, it's, it just shows that they really want to be playing cricket. Um, you know, I'd be a little bit concerned if they were just happy being on the bench and just, you know, running the drinks and having a good time off the field. But, you know, when you have those tough dis- uh, discussions with players, letting them know that they're not playing, um, it's probably the worst part of captaincy, but it helps you grow as a person as well. So, yeah, I think for me personally, it's it's just being upfront with them, the reasons why. Um, I've had to deal with it in my, in my career. It's, you don't always agree with the, with why you're not playing, but at least you can have the respect for the honesty that, that you're receiving from somebody. So, you know, if we can be transparent and be real clear on, on why and where they sit into our squad, um, because a squad wins, wins game uh, tournaments. It's not just the 11 because... How often does an 11 go through a tournament unchanged? You know, you're going to get different, stack up against different teams, different conditions. The wickets might get slower, so we might play more spin later on, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I think everybody in this, you know, whether they play a game or not, as long as they have a great time off the field, I think that's all we can gauge on. Um, and then when it comes to game time, uh, make sure that they, they're up and about running the drinks for the boys and, and doing that job, because that's on, on the day, that's the job for them um, to do it as best as they can. What about the mood around the squad, uh, Colin? It seems buoyant. I know you spoke at the start of the week uh, when we chatted about recreating the atmosphere of season one. How do you think uh, you're doing and the squad are doing in getting to that point? Yeah, I think we're very close to last year, to be honest. I think we've got a lot of experienced players that have come back from last year that have really just stayed true to who they are and and come into this environment knowing exactly what they're going to get from the coaching staff and and the management, um, you know, talking to guys like Alex Hales and players that have played all around the world, they really love playing for the Vipers last year. It was an exciting time for them, but also, you know, we stayed at a real nice JA resorts. You've got everything there. Um, so off-field off stuff, uh, there's a lot to do um, as a team and as individuals if they just want to get away from cricket. And I think that's, in franchise cricket, it's key. So, yeah, our environment at the moment, it's obviously... Like you said, we've only just got the two Sri Lankans on, on board now, uh, today. Um, 
the Pakistani boys coming soon. Uh, but like I said, we can only create what we can create with, with the personnel around us at this time. And I think the boys feel very welcome so far. Um, the franchise has done everything that they can. Um, now it's just up to us to, to enjoy the environment and enjoy what's around us. And, and, and hopefully that can uh, you know accumulate into some, some good performances on, on the board. I guess the key for this first match is to realise whatever happens, the tournament's not won and lost off the back of whatever happens on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. You can't win or lose a tournament on game one, whether you, you know, you have a, a stinker or you or you win by 100 runs. It doesn't really make much difference to the whole context of you know of the season, um, especially with you know guys coming in for game two and three that that will probably just walk into the team to be honest. So. Um, yeah, I think that's where the coaching staff are so experienced as well that they've had really good communication with the players to say, like, you know, you're going to be playing this game, but you might not be playing game two and three. And I think that's all we can do as, as you know, as leaders or, or coaches or captains to, to be real open with the players. But, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, like I said, it's going to be um, very very good time coming up to uh, hopefully tomorrow night. What did you take from the, the practice match? Obviously, it was a defeat against the Dubai Capitals. Were there any areas to work on? Were there any positives from your perspective? What was your overall impression of the, of the outing? Because the Capitals played very well, didn't they? Yeah, well, I think, you know, when you look at the way that they play, they, they came out as though there was nothing on the game, really. Um, they came out, played that aggressive brand of cricket from, from ball one. Whether they do that when there's you know pressure on and it's on live on TV and it's it's the crunch, and you know to be honest we weren't too worried about the short side. We were just trying to execute as much as we could, um, and yeah, it's a practice game. You don't really take too much out of it. It's obviously you don't like to get beat in anything um, being competitive, but yeah, it was a game where I think you know some guys got some time in the middle that was much needed, and you know boys that haven't played. A lot of cricket leading into this. They've got a couple of overs under their belt, which is um, pleasing from my point of view. And what about the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders? The, the, the first opponents, they've got Sunil Narain back, they've got Andre Russell back, and they've got David Willey as well now, who's recently retired from England uh, duty. They look a very impressive lineup on paper, don't they? What, what are your impressions? Yeah, I think they've really recruited well from last year. Um, Last year was last year, and I know they, they, they didn't finish where they would have liked. Um, but, you know, I think they've gone away and, and, and got some real good style batters. Um, you know, and David Willey as well. That's, you know, him not him retiring from international cricket makes him a very, very, uh, you know, great buy for any team. Can bat and bowl, good in the field, and he's available for whole comps now. And um, so, yeah, he's he's definitely one that, that we're going to have to look out for. And But they've got match winners from 1, one to 11 um, and even their bench too so you know we've had our meetings and, and we've got our plans against different batters and, and our bowl and their bowlers so yeah, yeah um, hopefully the best team wins tomorrow and that could be us. So how do you go about actually switching off that noise if you like about the fact that they are full of good players and just focus on the fact that hey you're full of good players as well how, how does that work from a professional uh, point of view? Well, for me, it's just trying to get the best out of best out of our players and make sure that we concentrate on our strengths as individuals, and that's all we can control is our strengths. Um, and then when you look at the way that other players play, um, they got their strengths and weaknesses. But at the end of the day, um, when you're coming up against an Andre Russell or an Orion, 
you know, I've been around long enough. They're human. They make mistakes. So they can miss straight balls. Um, they can bowl wide. They can, you know, they can have off, off days too. So it's trying to keep keep our guys nice and calm and, and collected under pressure and make sure that they execute their skills that they've been selected for. All ready to go? Yeah, I think so. I think the boys, a few boys are, are having some time off today because we've trained and we've done everything that we've needed. So a couple of guys are topping up today. But, yeah, definitely ready to go for tomorrow. Colin Munro, the Desert Vipers captain, all set for the side's first match against the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders at the Dubai International Stadium. And that's it for another episode of Vipers Voices. Please feel free to give us any feedback or thoughts on the podcast. You can do that via email at media at thedesertvipers.com. You can also get all the latest news from the Vipers at the team's website, thedesertvipers.com, or via all the major social media platforms. Don't forget, too, that tickets are on sale for all Vipers matches and can be purchased via the ILT20 website or at any Virgin Megastore in the UAE. We'll be back soon with reaction to that first match of the 2024 tournament, so please keep an eye out for that podcast in your feed. But for now, this is Brian Murgatroyd saying, as ever, thanks so much for listening.